huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Dodgers Nation. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post game show. After the Dodgers lose the series, they drop three out of four to the St. Louis Cardinals. They fall to 29 and 19, just a game and a half up of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the pitching continued to struggle this series, save for the second game where Tony Gonson had a pretty nice outing. This pitching staff has not gotten it done. Clayton Kershaw struggled once again. Too many pitches, too many two out walks. Mercado really hurt them in the bottom of the line up the bullpen they are heavily taxed at this point this boat is taking on water more runs than a taco bell this pitching staff this series and there are some major questions we're going to get into we're going to break everything down but first and foremost what is your biggest concern with this dodgers team right now on a scale of one to ten how concerned are you for this starting rotation tomorrow gavin stone will make his second big league start bobby miller is set to make his big league debut on tuesday in play of Julio Urias, who was placed on the IL yesterday with a left hamstring strain. But yeah, Kershaw, his second straight bad outing, 90 pitches in four innings. In his last start today, he was able to just go 33 and two-thirds innings, allows four earned runs. The first time in his career, he's failed to get into the fifth inning in back-to-back starts. The first time in his career. Let me say that one more time. Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers of all time. These are... The, his two worst starts really back-to-back as far as length goes. So we have a lot to get into, lots to talk about. But let me know down below in the comment section, what is your biggest concern and what are your biggest takeaways from today's loss? Because this bullpen, they continue to struggle. They've allowed 19 runs in their last 16 innings of work. Bottom of the order, killing the Dodgers. It was not pretty in St. Louis. Very disappointing. And then they head to Atlanta to face one of the top teams in all of Major League Baseball in a game, in a series, where you have two rookie starters in Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller. So, yeah, we're going to get into it. Here we go. Cue the Rob Schneider give. Oh, no, we suck again. Hey, I like that one, Anthony. That's good. That's a That's a fire take. By the way, I'm looking for that comment of the night. If I see a comment of the night, you're going to see one of these. You can't win 182 games. Yeah, you definitely can't win 182 games because there's only 162 games in the regular season. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. This lineup construction is brain dead. That's from Michael Correa over on YouTube. Yeah, if you look at this lineup, Dodgers still put up five runs. They cut it to one run. There in the fifth inning, they were able to put up two runs. But, yeah, I mean, it's the pitching. I mean, another 10 runs. If you look at this series, I mean, it was flat-out embarrassing. 
the performance of this pitching staff, uh, what they put together. I mean, they you saw they get 16 runs in the first game. Julio Arias allows four home runs for the first time since 1954 in an inning from a Dodgers pitcher. First time since Ben Wade. Then second game, they definitely look better. It was a nice little revenge win there. Then yesterday, they lose 6-5. to five. Noah Syndergaard, he wasn't able to go deep into that game. And then today, Clayton Kershaw, he's the guy that you trust with that ball on the hill to go out there and try to go deep into the game. But it just wasn't happening today, and he struggled once again. You look at that pitch count up. A lot of deep counts. He's struggling to put hitters away. And today, he needs 95 pitches to go three and two-thirds. 95 pitches. Those three walks were crucial. Some of them coming with two outs that led to runs. We're going to break it all down. But, yeah, I mean, starters just not doing enough. This week alone, starters have gone 25 and two-thirds innings in their last seven games. This week alone, that is how much the starters have been able to deliver. That's less than four innings per start. And you compare it to the bullpen, they've gone 35 and a third innings. So that is not going to work. At some point, your bullpen is going to falter when they're overworked to that capacity. And you've seen guys like Victor Gonzalez. He was flawless up until yesterday when he gave up the home run. Today, Justin Brill, he was put in a spot where he wasn't able to come through. Guys that have looked good this season, season they didn't come through this series and it's not looking good. I mean, look at Monday. They get four out of Noah Syndergaard. He goes four innings, allows two earned runs. Tuesday, Kirsch, he goes four innings, allows two earned runs, but he's 90 pitches to go four. Wednesday, Dustin May, he gets injured. He only goes one inning. Kovey, Kovey goes four innings, so definitely he stepped up. And Thursday, Julio was rocked. He allowed six earned runs in three innings of work. Then Tony Gonsolin, five scoreless, but wasn't able to go deeper into that game. And then yesterday, Noah Syndergaard, he allowed three earned runs in five innings of work. And then today, Clayton Kershaw. That is just not going to get it done. That is not going to get it done. They need more from their starting pitching. And until they do, it's going to be tough sledding. But here we go. Yancey Suero need to be DFA. That's from Michael Carrillo. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about Wander Suero? He clearly isn't the answer. He's another guy that... He had some success early in his career, especially with that Washington Nationals team in 2019. But, yeah, he didn't deliver once again today. He allowed that home run to Paul DeYoung there in the bottom of the seventh inning. That made it 10-3 to and really put this game out of reach. So I agree with that. Put about five guys on paternity leave now. That's from B. Guzman. We need Nick Frasso. That's from Kershaw. Yeah, look, I mean, all those guys you're talking about, they're still making their way up. I think Landon Knack is a friend of Frasso right now. But, yeah, they do have some promising guys that are developing in the farm system, but I don't think you can expect those guys to come up and contribute this season because one, they need consistent starts at the minor league level to continue to develop. They need those consistent starts at the minor league level to continue to develop. I cannot stress that enough. You're not going to throw those guys into the bullpen. That's going to shake their confidence. That's going to limit their pitch count. I mean, you need guys. If you think they're going to be starters, that's where you start. You start to develop them as a starter and then you go from there because we know all bullpen pieces, save for the Kenley Jansons of the world, who was a converted catcher, they are failed starters. So that's just the reality. But uh, Roberts needs to be DFA'd. That underscored Dan. Yeah, look, I mean, but if you want to, if you want to point to Dave Roberts, I mean, line of construction, if you look at the, we'll step in the box a little bit, look at this box score for the Dodgers. And, yeah, I mean, if you look at this starting lineup for L.A., I mean, it, it, it was just lack of production, really, lack of production from this starting lineup that, yeah, kind of the biggest opportunity for this team was, yeah, the bases loaded there in the top of the fifth inning. And Chris Taylor, he strikes out swing on a four-seamer away. But, yeah, this team definitely, 
they just did not look good. They didn't look good today, and they didn't look good this series. They fall to 29-19. and 19. And yes, this Cardinals team, the Redbirds, have been red hot of late. The Dodgers... It was going to happen. At some point, it was going to happen. It's like when you use all your credit up, you got to start paying those credit card bills at some point. And the fact is, they were taxing that bullpen. And now you're seeing that it's starting to rear its ugly head. But we got to smash that like button for DMAC. Diane Trude, I really appreciate you. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we should smash that like button more when it is a loss because this is therapeutic, right? I mean, we're always mad at the beginning of the show. About 20 minutes in, it's like that meme with Larry David wearing the Dodger hat where he's slamming the door saying, F you, but I'll see you tomorrow, right? It's like that, right? We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be just fine. But, hey, let's just be honest about it. Let's call a spade a spade. This starting rotation, they are leaking. They are taking in water right now, okay? Clayton Kershaw, first time in his career that he's gone back-to-back starts where he hasn't been able to get into the fifth inning. Julio Urias, he has not looked the part this season. I did a whole video on that. You can check out that video at youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. And I want to dive into the weeds on Julio Urias' struggles, but he has not looked like the Urias at all. The changeup hasn't been effective. They are going deep on the changeup. He tied for the league league in home runs allowed. He's just not been the same guy we've seen in years past. He's on the IL now. And then Dustin May, he's out for the foreseeable future they're saying four to six weeks I don't buy that at all Noah Syndergaard for the most part he has been somewhat of an innings eater I think the fact that he went five innings and he allowed three runs he's kind of set the bar so low that you almost see that as a positive but Tony Gonsolin I think he's been the bright spot you got to give him credit he's looked pretty solid since he's returned you want to see him sure of that command a little bit and we'll see what they get out of Gavin Stone we'll see what they get out of Bobby Miller are those guys ready you never know you're never truly ready to face big league hitters but you don't know if you can face big league hitters you don't know if you can have success against big league hitters until you face big league hitters you have to throw them into the deep end okay you have to do that at some point that's just the truth sometimes you can study too much for a test and it'll actually hurt you on that test. You got to throw them in the fire and see what they have. And look, necessity is the mother of invention. And at the moment, they are needed right now. We'll see. Knack and Stone, that's from Alicia Jones. We got Justin Lamas by next week. San Diego will have caught up to us. Justin Lamas, have you been watching the Padres? I don't I don't think so at all. I don't I don't believe that uh, at the moment I'm very concerned. I'm not really concerned about the Padres in general. I don't feel like they have the pitching long term in the bottom of their lineup has struggled, and they have bullpen issues themselves. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I picked the Dodgers to win this division when I can name Dodger Pundit after Dodger Pundit that went the sexy pick of picking the Padres. I didn't go that route because I still feel like this Dodgers team, yes, they are facing some adversity right now, but, hey, if you're going to face adversity with your starting pitching, now is the time to do it because you're going to have the trade deadline. You're going to have some options to try to – pick up some guys and we'll see if they're able to make some additions at the trade deadline. And then most importantly, we'll see if they can get some key contributions from Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller. But the reality, the last eight starts, the last eight starts from Dodgers starting pitchers, the last eight starters have not been able to get through the sixth inning. Let me remind you that the last eight starters have not gone past the sixth inning. And that is what you've seen from this team in recent years. You saw a quality start after quality start and you're not seeing that right now when you don't see that then you give 
guys extra work in the bullpen and they are going to falter. That is just what is going to happen. But let's dive into the comment section here. We got Cardinals are on a roll. The NL is scared. That's from Isaiah over on YouTube. We got Muncie needs to start hitting. Yeah, Max Muncie. I mean, if you look at Max Muncy on the week, he de- he got ejected today. He was heated. He was not happy with that called strike three. And it definitely looked like a strike, but I think that it definitely did look like a strike. But I think that was some frustration that was boiling over from yesterday after Paul Emmel had those egregious, horrific calls. I don't know if he had early reservations to the best restaurant in St. Louis. I don't know if he had some money on the game in St. Louis's favor or what it was, but that was a atrocious call on national TV. Let the players decide the games. A little aside here on that trash umping last night. That was an embarrassment for the league on Fox, on national TV. I can see the missed call on the pitch away against Will Smith. I can see that one, but you're talking about a pitch that was four, five, six, seven, eight inches off the plate on Mookie Betts. And I think it was absolutely embarrassing. And I see the... The the baseball purist, to be kind, I'll call them the baseball purist, the traditionalists that say you want to keep the umpires in the game because you want the human element. I don't want the human element when it comes to officiating. I want the human element when it comes to the players deciding the game. Give me the human element when it comes to the players making big plays, getting big hits, striking out batters. But I don't want the human element when it comes to deciding the game. Give me the robotic element there. And for the human element, I'll take the players deciding the game because yesterday that was not the case. The umpire decided the end of that game. But let's talk about here now. And the big story today, the big story today, is Dodgers pitching continues to struggle. The bullpen is overworked. I gave you the numbers earlier. 25 and two-thirds innings from starting pitchers this week in seven games, 35 and a thirds innings from the bullpen. That just is not going to get it done. That is not sustainable. Those tires are getting bold. Okay, you got the check engine light. You definitely need to find a way to get more key contributions or you're going to run into a lot of losses. But Mario Kart, the Dodge, the Cardinals use the Dodgers, the blue shell on us. That's from Noah Ortega. That's a comment of the game. That's a comment of the night presented by our friends over at Hornitos. Uh, Hornitos Premium Tequila. That's from Noah Ortega. And I appreciate the 199. You win. I appreciate that, my man. As for our friends over at Hornitos, uh, should have gotten a split from BC. Yeah, BC, that was floating around in my head. I was thinking that, too, that at the very least, they should have gotten a split. Yesterday, they came close. And, yeah, you have to give this team credit. I mean, they never feel like they're out of it, even on Thursday's game when they were down 9-3, to and they were down 9-2 to at one point, and they came close to winning that game. It would have been the biggest Dodgers comeback since they beat the Reds in 1938 when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. So give this team a lot of credit. But at the end of the day, look – so close yet so far. If you don't win, you really can't talk about that. And yeah, I give this offense a lot of credit for grinding out at bats and this never say die attitude from this Dodgers team. But yeah, at the end of the day, didn't love Dave Roberts' management on Thursday when he when he takes out Mookie Betts and waves the white flag. I don't like the fact you let Andre Jackson go out there to face Newt Bar. And today you pull Shelby Miller, who gives Dave Roberts a bat a look saying, Hey man, I got this after he gave up the single to
Sterling Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Arenado there in the fifth inning. Well, Justin Brill, he came in and he just did not get the job done. He came in and did not execute. He ends up allowing two earned runs in two thirds innings of work, had the walk. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, this Dodger team not getting it done. But let's jump back in the comments and we'll start breaking down this game. But who is your Dodger dog of the game? Any Dodger dog of the game? Dodger dog of the game. Dodger dog of the game. Uh, let me know down below. And what is your biggest concern? On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your level of concern for this Dodgers pitching? And what is the bigger concern, the bullpen or the starting pitching? Let me know down below. Uh, Nicole, Nicole Gonzalez over on Facebook. It's not the fault of the Dodgers. It's the fault of those those stupid umpires. That's from Nicole. We got Michael Roberts keeps punting games. Lashiva Jones bring up Stone, Nestrini, Knack. Well, you're going to get one of those three, and that's going to be Gavin Stone coming off his best outing of the season where he had 10 strikeouts, had 24 swings and misses. So you're going to see that. We got Showtime. Yeah, keep Julio Urias, but not for $300 million. Julio Urias is not getting $300 million. We got uh, John Warfell. This could end up being a very ugly road trip with the depleted pitching. John Warfell. Yeah, it could. And who's been warning you of this of this road trip for over a month now? I mean, it couldn't come at a worse time, these injuries, with it looks like an episode of Squid Game at this point, with Julio Urias going down, with Dustin May going down. And Julio Urias just wasn't looking like Julio Urias. So hopefully the silver lining is that he gets fully healthy. Maybe he was doing some compensating with that hamstring. Maybe that was impacting his delivery. And that was why he was leaving pitches out over the middle of the plate. But, yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to need guys like – Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller to step up, and that's a lot to ask for young pitchers on the road against the second-best lineup in the National League in the Atlanta Braves. But Julio is hurt. Man, that's from Joe Mama. What up, Joe Mama? Nando 390, fire Dave Roberts, fire Darvin Ham. That's from Nando 390. Yeah, who do you think they should fire first, Dave Roberts or Darvin Ham? Let me know down below. But what up, my man Nando 390? That's a fire take. Fire that's a fire take, my man Nando. We got uh, Nando, uh, uh, Joe Mama. Props for trying a comeback. Yeah, our pitching is horrendous. That's from Robert Rocha. Robert Rocha over on YouTube. Mike Saldana, Cardinals were stealing signs. Look, Mike Saldana, stealing signs is a part of the game. If you're tipping your pitches, if you are if you're if you're using technology like the Houston Trash Shows were and you're having a camera in the center field and you're decoding that through a system, that's a different ball game. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. When you say they're stealing signs, what exactly do you mean? Do you think there was any nefarious activity by the Redbirds? I'm very interested because you know I like me a conspiracy. But uh, BC Ham embarrassed himself with a three guard lineup and sticking D refusing to start Rui. Yeah, BC, I don't want to turn this to a Lakers post-game show, but that definitely was a difference in game one. Otani is a Cardinal. That's from Isaiah. And you got, is that a, Otani is a Cardinal. 
I don't think so. I don't think you guys got the bread. You just haven't shown the past. You're willing to spend that. But Chad Safro, he wrote a senior thesis essay novel here. So I'm going to read it just because you put so much effort into this. So here, let's have at it. Chad over on Facebook says, it's not the pitching, it's the manager. Why do you have Mookie Betts sitting down on Sunday? I guess the St. Louis Cardinals. Why do you take out Shelby Miller, who struck out the first guy he faced? Rule with a 43 deficit, four to three deficit, and he gives up three runs. Did Dave Roberts and his managing skills nothing to do with the police whatsoever? Doesn't know. I don't. I don't. That's just got kind of incoherent at the end. So I got to move on. Mike Saldana, Noah Syndergaard is falling to first base side. Yeah. Hey. Go look at the tape. Go look at the video I published the day before opening day. I told you when the rest of the internet was high on Noah Syndergaard. And when I always say hope is hope plants the seed, hope plants the seeds for delusion. Okay. Hope is the precursor to disappointment. Okay. And I told you that Noah Syndergaard was going to be a disappointment. And sadly, it's happened. I hope it doesn't. I hope that he can find some role on this team at the very least, eat innings until this team figures out how to fortify this rotation, whether that be via trade whether that be via having guys come and step up i do want to point out michael grove today did start his rehab assignment in okc and he pitched better so that definitely is something to feel good about so they're gonna need guys to step up but today michael grove down at okc a solid rehab start he allowed two runs on three hits in four and a third innings of work had seven punch outs and one walk 36 Called strikes and whiff percentage. Also, he hit 97 on the gun. So they're going to need guys like Michael Grove to come back and have solid starts. They're going to need guys like Ryan Pepio to find his way back on the mound and give them some solid starts. They're going to need some of these young guys to really step up. And hopefully Clayton Kershaw can avoid injury. But he's put together two back-to-back bad starts. Let's call them what they are. I mean, I wouldn't say he got chased or anything like that, that he he got rocked, but still two really not Kershaw-esque starts. And their opening day starter, he allowed six earned runs and four home runs in one inning. So yeah, let's, you can't overstate that. You can't overstate the fact that this starting rotation has a major, major problem right now. And then you add the fact you have a key injury to Dustin May. So yeah, they're going to have to find a way to tread water and find a way to either outscore their opponents or have guys step up and eat some innings and put together some quality starts. But Kershaw is the dog of the day for Mike Saldana. Yeah, jump into this game and let's really start there in the bottom of the second inning. Let's do some comments first, then we'll talk about that. D Mac got that dog. You know, and that's right back at you, D Cam. You'll be my, you'll be the dog. Oh, Dog of the game. A level of concern is a three from IC, so that's very minimal. Philip Slater, Dave Roberts, equal beer league bench rider. Chad Safro, that's on the manager. You don't take out Shelby Miller to bring in Brule. You let Shelby Miller pitch. You don't sit down Mookie Betts for the entire game. It was like he's one of the Dodgers to lose on purpose. Who is a bad manager? I will. Not say what you really said. Uh, this is a family show, okay? Uh, we got Ray Barrios. The Nuggets are just better. Okay, <laughs> we talking Lakers. Yeah, okay. Hey, by the way, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I feel like the numbers are already definitely, you know, we're the number one online post-game show for the Dodgers and this and that. You guys have helped make the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel the fastest growing Dodgers YouTube channel, the top Dodgers YouTube channel in the game. But I think we're going to get some more 
more more viewers, some more contributors once the Lakers season ends. So, yeah, you guys are going to have some more company. But here we go. We got Did Mookie Go Bowling today. That's from Craig Osterberg. That's a fire take. That is a fire take. For, hey, Mookie hit the big home run Friday. Today, though, Mookie, yeah, I mean, I just don't get it, man. Like, I just I, I just do not I just do not get it. I mean, look, he's played so many days consecutive. We get that. You want to preserve guys. But, yeah, I always go back to, to Kobe Bryant. And when Vanessa talks about Kobe Bryant and why he played through injuries, why he always stayed on the court, and Kobe talked about a story when he was a kid and he was up in the Raptors and he watched Michael Jordan, how excited he was driving home that day and how he told all of his friends about it and how really it was the highlight of his life up to that point. And then when he became an NBA player for the Lakers, he always said to himself, what if there is a fan that can only go to one Laker game for his whole life? He can only has see me once in his whole life, only has one opportunity to watch me play. I want to play for that kid just in case. So, yeah, I definitely am not a big believer in load management, especially when you're 30 years old in the prime of your career. And at the moment, until Shohei Otani signs his big deal, you've actually signed the largest contract. And you look at Mike Trout, that was added money and an extension, but Mookie Betts, 12 years, 300 65 million dollars so yeah i definitely want to see him in the lineup uh chris green we had a cy young award winning pitcher we dfa'd because our front office is terrible i mean if you're talking about trevor bauer he has a nine era in japan right now he looks absolutely atrocious in japan so i don't know how much help he would do against big league hitters because he looks absolutely awful in japan but uh, bobby miller is our savior we got michael carrillo bullpen is fixable but you need the courage to dfa certain guys anthony keen i'm gonna say muncie is dog of the game because he's willing to stand up to the yums unlike our manager that's a fire take from my man mr anthony keen and yeah, no, absolutely. I think Max Munch, you don't mess with him. I'm going to do a breakdown on that. I got some lip reading to do. And I think, like I said, if you look back, those are fine as far as strike three calls. He did get rung up. It's not like they were egregious calls outside of the zone like we saw from Emil yesterday. But I think there was some frustration that boiled over. I think Max Muncy, he doesn't take crap from nobody. If there was a fight between Max Muncy and the Bear, pray for the Bear. He absolutely has that dog in him. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think he definitely deserves that. Isaiah says Orias is overrated. It looks like we have a Cardinals fan in here. So, hey, like I said, we don't we let everyone here in this chat even if we don't agree with you so welcome welcome this is not an echo chamber that's the beauty of this show the beauty of this show is i don't have to agree with all of you guys and that's what makes for a good conversation but also i'm happy to read your takes even if i don't agree because this is a safe space guys we have the triangle of trust in here f roberts has from kershaw we got philip slater dr roberts should stick to okay uh hi dmac what up emar we got dk am bob melvin needs to take anger management classes or might as well give him that binky manual not sure if these pitching prospects are ready aside from pepio we got bc at least we still won season series versus loser cardinals i feel sorry for their fans daniel reyes i rather have the injuries now instead of a closer of closer to october yeah daniel i think that's a fantastic point that's what i was alluding to earlier that if you're going to run through this rough stretch well one way to look at it is you have tough competition you're playing a lot of american league teams 
teams, a lot of road games. You got the Braves, the Rays, you're playing the Yankees in early June, who have really turned things on. So it's definitely a bad time from that standpoint. But the good thing about it is, one, you can evaluate this young talent in Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, and two, make the determination of if you do want to go all in on this team, if you believe this team has World Series potential, then that's the case. I think you absolutely have to explore the trade market and bring in another starting pitcher and another reliever. So I think it's good for the evaluation process because if you're running into this after the trade deadline, then it's an even bigger issue. If after the trade deadline, you're putting all your eggs in the Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone basket and they prove they're not ready, then you really have nowhere else to go. You're basically at that point hoping that Walker Buehler can come back after Tommy John surgery and save your season. So I agree with you. I think that's a fantastic point. I'm going to give that the comment today by our friends over at Hornitos. But here, let's jump back into the action. So bottom of the second inning, a 1-2 pitch. Nolan Arenado, he doubled to center, slider middle-middle. And, yeah, that's the very interesting thing was the first inning, Kershaw, he came out one, two, three. He struck out Newbar looking on a curveball up in the zone, gets Goldie swinging on a pitch down and in a slider there for the second out. And then he gets Contreras to fly out for the third out. So lots of chase early in Kershaw's outing at over 55% on the year, averaging around 35%. So that's already elite. So to see him come out there and be that effective early on, I thought we were in line for a really nice start from Kershaw, but unfortunately that was not the case, but bottom of the second inning, Arenado, he gets that lead off double. And then after that, to Yepes, Ninth pitch of the at-bat. He strikes out Yepes swinging with a slider down and in for the first out. Nice job with the breaking balls there for the first out. So he strikes him out. And then after that, we got Tommy Edmond, 1-0 pitch. He doubles to left. Slider left it up. Belt high. Didn't have that depth. And it was a blooper, so not necessarily some hard contact right there. But that scores Arenado to give the Cardinals their first run of the game. They strike first blood. It makes it 1-0 St. Louis. And the next batter, 1-2. He gets DeYoung to ground into a fielder's choice to short. Edmonds out at third. A great play there by Miguel Rojas. I definitely want to shine some light on this play because he had no chance to get DeYoung there at first. He was so deep in the hole. Had the presence of mind to make the play at third, and Max Muncy makes the play. So, great glove, great range, and just a fantastic play there by Miguel Rojas. The next batter, Donovan, seventh pitch of the bat. He walks, and this was the killer there. Walking Donovan with two outs. He walks and missing low with the slider, and that gives the Cardinals first and second with two outs. And the next batter, 0-2 to Mercado. He doubles to left to score Donovan and DeYoung from first to make it 3-0 Cardinals early on and yeah that slider not a terrible pitch it was low out of the zone down and in but just kind of looped didn't have great bite to it and Mercado he put a nice swing on it and it splits the gap there in left center and yeah I mean that slider was so effective for him in their first matchup the Cardinals went one for 11 against Kershaw's slide piece in the first matchup, but they end up hitting it three times there in that first, in that second inning. So, yeah. And then after that, he gets Newt Bar to ground out. So, three runs on three hits, three doubles for the Cardinals there in the bottom of the second. And then top of the third, Hayward hits a leadoff double to third. Rojas single to right. First and third, Peralta hits a sack fly to center to make it three to one. Dodgers played their first run of the game. And then with Rojas at first, free 
Freeman, he grounds into a double play to end the inning. So the Dodgers get one on two hits, the Hayward double, the Rojas single, and the David Peralta sack fly. And then jump to the top of the fourth. That's when Max Muncy got ejected. We talked about that. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that call strike low in the zone. And then you jump to the bottom of the fourth inning. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But here, let's jump back into the comment section. We got... Um, the Dodgers have to hold on and get to the trade down. That's from Deadline. That's from Camille Harris. We got Mike Saldana. Wilson Contreras is a known thief of signs. No way Dodgers pitchers get lit up like that. Look, I'll promise you this. I'll go back. I rewatch all these games, and when I do, I'll be watching it like a hawk. And I will let you know. So, yeah, I mean, we got, uh, I don't, I think it was, we got uh, Emar can't have Urias hurt for long. He needs to pull a Bryce Harper. Otani and Burns equal future Dodgers. That's from Golden Era Hip Hop Forever. We got uh, B. Guzman, Dr. Roberts. We got Rudy. Got to sign Ryan Tapera. Time to get bargain bin hunting. Well, they pretty much already started doing that. I don't know if you guys saw they signed Ken Giles, a former elite closer who, of course, had his best year regular season-wise with the Astros. He was demoted in the postseason. I'm actually going to be dropping a video on that tomorrow morning, so be on the lookout for that. So they will be doing that. Then we got It's the Hope That Kills You, <laughs> 100% Anthony Kane. Uh, Philip Slater, they took the shift away from Roberts, and he continues to lose his mind and has no talent whatsoever. That's from Philip Slater. Yeah, you like I always say, you guys would blame Dave Roberts for the sinking of the Titanic, but today you guys are letting him feel it hard. And yeah, it wasn't a great Dave Roberts series. I just, to me, I hated the fact that he took out Mookie there in the first game. And then you see Mookie, he's off. So yeah, to me, I mean, this is the Cardinals, man. This is supposed to be one of the premier matchups in baseball. This is the class of the National League. And anytime you match up with the Redbirds, it's always a big deal. And you don't have him today. And you got Peralta batting in place of Mookie today. And if you look at the starting lineup, you got Peralta, Freeman, Smith, Muncy, Martinez, Altman, Vargas, Hayward, Rojas. And, of course, they lose Muncy after he gets ejected there in the fourth inning. And, yeah, this team, they really go as Mookie goes. The record indicates that. And the fact that two of these four games, you had Mookie exit in the fifth in the first game, and then he doesn't even play in the Sunday game. So, yeah, I don't know if he's podcasting, if he's tired from bowling, podcasting, whatever it may be. I want my $365 million man in the lineup. I don't want to see the Kawhi Leonard of Major League Baseball. I don't need any load managing. I mean, what is this? Uh, Syndergaard just lost pitches, just lobs pitches. That's from Michael Carrillo. We got cheat throws are pathetic. By the way, I like that. It comes from a Cardinals fan. If you want to endear yourself to Dodgers fans, say anything about the Houston Trastros. Every morning they wake up, they fill their bowl with a nice bowl of cheaties. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I'd be stroking. I need a bottle of Hornitos after the game. Yeah, I need some Hornitos after the game. And also, you know what I need? I'd be stroking. Well, I always, I always respect because you're always rocking with us. I need a nice nap, man. I need Edge. some man to sleep in the worst way. Mantis Sleep. They make the world's best sleep mask and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantisSleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. Yeah, I'm going to need some sleep after this series because I watched this Cardinals team 
score run after run, and today was no different. That's from my friend Ivy Stroken over on YouTube. So jump to the bottom of the fourth inning. Kerr strikes out Yepes with a slider for the first out, and then against Edmund, he gets him to ground a third for the second out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Then with two outs, so that was the issue today. Two outs. Two strikes, just unable to finish off hitters, unable to finish off innings and escape damage. And that's why that pitch count got so high on Kershaw in this one. Like I said, that's been a common thread in his last two starts. And that's definitely a trend that you want to see reverse in his next start. Today, he goes 95 pitches in three and two thirds last start. 90 pitches for four innings. So that's just not going to get it done. And Kershaw, we know he's a master of efficiency. And that's how you know the command is a little off. Too many three ball counts. And that definitely did him in today. But uh, yeah, 3-2 pitch. He walked DeYoung. Missed with a curveball top of the zone. Then next batter, Donovan, 0-2 pitch. He singled to right. DeYoung to third. Curve just leaked out over the middle of the plate. Another example, 0-2 pitch, two outs. Curveball leaked, and Donovan singles. And the next batter, runners on first and second. Mercado at the plate, 3-2 count. Eighth pitch of the at-bat, and Mercado singles to left to score Donovan to make it 4-1 Cardinals. Fastball left it up. Middle, just not able to put hitters away. You see it again and again and again. And there's another prime example. And then 3-2 pitch, he walks Newt Bar to load the bases with two outs. And then in comes Shelby Miller. And this game could have really got away from them early. But Shelby Miller, he comes in and he gets Goldie to line to third for the third out. So he escapes the damage there. And then... Top of the fifth inning, Vargas, he grounded out. Hayward, he draws a one-out walk. Then Miguel Rojas, he grounded to first for the second out. And then Peralta, he draws a two-out walk. And then with runners on first and second, Freeman singles to left to score Hayward to make it 4-2. St. Louis Dodgers cut the lead in half. And then Will Smith, he walks to load the bases with two outs. Then next, batter Peralta, he scores on a balk. So a balk there by Verhagen. And then... Yeah, Peralta scores on that balk by Verhagen, and that cut it to one. So the Dodgers, they cut the lead to one. It looked like they were going to get right back in this thing with Chris Taylor at the plate. Bases loaded. They get the balk, but he ends up swinging at a four-seam fastball away for strike three to end the threat. So Dodgers missed a golden opportunity in that one. Then he jumped to the bottom of the fifth. That was the other big inning for the Cardinals. Miller, he gets Contreras swinging for the first out, and then he gives up a single to Arenado to left, and then Captain Hook, he comes out, takes the ball from Shelby Miller, and if you go back and watch this game, look at the expression on Miller's face headed towards Dave Roberts. The look he gave Dave Roberts was like, hey, I got this. I'm settling in. Let me go and face another hitter. Instead, they go to the lefty there, Justin Brule. And it's obvious what they were trying to do. They go to Justin Brule in that situation. Yeah, Justin Brule, he's definitely been really solid this year. But he ends up, they end up bringing Burleson to pinch hit. And 
that's a lefty-lefty matchup there. So you got the lefty-lefty for the pinch hitter, but you still have to have the command, right? And that really was the beginning of a rough inning there when Brill wasn't able to get that out. He walks him, and then... Bases loaded, DeYoung singles to left to score Arenado to make it 5-3 to three Cardinals. Then Donovan grounds into a fielder's choice for the second out. And then runners on the corners, Mercado singled to right. And the Redbirds played it another two runs to make it 7-3. to three. And then they catch Mercado stealing for the third out. So, yeah, Mercado basically went full Eddie Rosario from the NLCS in 2021 today. Mercado was in his bag there in the bottom of the I mean, he's batting ninth today. He was the bottom of the Cardinals lineup. And he ends up going three for four, had five RBIs. So five RBI. And then DeYoung had four RBI. He ends up going two for three. Edmund goes three for four. So look at the bottom of that Cardinals lineup. Edmund goes three for four. DeYoung goes two for three. Donovan goes one for three. Mercado goes four, three for four. And that really was the story of the Cardinals offense in this one. Then we talked about bottom of the seventh. Wander Suero, he gives up that three-run bomb there to Paul DeYoung. That makes it 10-3, to really put it out of reach. And then they got two sack flies late. But this Dodgers offense, they weren't terrible, but they didn't do enough. The pitching, that really is the story in this one. So, yeah, he broke this whole game down. You guys got your thoughts out. I'm going to do comments for the rest of the way. By the way, go check out a video I just dropped. It's a little bit of a deep dive on Bobby Miller. It has a clip from an interview that I did with Bobby Miller during spring training. And one thing I will say about Bobby Miller is, yeah, is he ready? Sure, he's probably not ready. He's only made eight starts at the AAA level. He's only made four starts at the AAA level this season, with only one of those starts being considered a good start. He definitely has had his struggles at times, but the reality is you're never ready. Was Fernando Valenzuela ready when he was 19, 20 years old? Was he ready to be the opening day starter in 1981? No, he probably wasn't. You got to throw these guys into the fire sometimes and see what they have. And the reality is he's 24 years old. He went to college. He has high expectations for himself. And when I asked Bobby Miller, what are your goals for this season? I expected for him to say what most pitchers say. They say throw strikes, stay healthy, just continue to improve. Just the cliche answers. He told me his goal is to pitch in a World Series. He told me his goal is to pitch in the playoffs and be a key contributor. He also said that when he makes it to the show, he wants to stay in the show. And I think that really resonated with me. It stood out that a guy that has these expectations for himself, he knows he's the Dodgers' top pitching prospect. He knows that he was their top pick in 2020. He knows that there's a lot of pressure on him. He was in the Futures game last year on Miguel Vargas and Diego Cartaya. So, I'm excited to see what he can do because, look, that fastball is elite. When it comes to pure raw stuff, he takes a backseat to no one. So here we go. D-Mac, you missed my super chat. Oh, Diane Schroeder, I'm sorry for missing your super chat. Just give me the question right now. I had a little issue with my comments, and I'll answer it again. You don't have to super chat it. So, yeah, we got uh, Swelling Sausage, a 199 super chat. Has Roberts ever nailed a runner with a pitch out? I yeah, that's something they rarely do. Craig Osterberg, Dodgers pitching a Rams offensive line need. Have something in common injuries. Yeah, shout out to the Rams. Who's house? Uh, Juice Narrows on a brighter note. Who is ready for Stoner season and Miller time LFG? You guys know I'm high on Stoner. Okay, so Roberts equals zero IQ. We got Noah Ortega, 499. Appreciate that. It's going to the Otani Fund. Gavin is a Stoner, so his performance will be high. There we go. That's a comment of the day. Thank <laughs> you.
Uh, I hope Bobby doesn't drink Miller, so he goes deep. The cat must scratch those innings effectively. I love that Noah Ortega. I think the cat man will perform fine on the mound. I think that uh, Bobby Miller, it's going to be Bobby's world Miller time. And, uh, yeah, hopefully those bases won't be drunk when he's on the mound either. I hope he can keep runners off bases because that's when he tends to struggle. If you look at the batting average of his opponents when there's runners aboard, they basically double. So that's really the key is keeping those base pass clean. But here we go. We got Kirk Lewis, 499 USD. Why do y'all keep dismissing the D-backs? I'm not dismissing the D-backs. I just think that for the course of a 162-game season, the Dodgers, from a talent perspective, from a veteran perspective, the fact that they probably will make some additions at the deadline, should be able to finish with a better record than the D-backs. But, hey, all credit in the world goes to that D-backs team. They're a young and scrappy team. I love the way they play. I love the the fact they're built for this modern-day in baseball, I like Carroll, man. Guys, fast as heck. Uh, the D backs are irrelevant. That's why. Uh, here, let me that super chat. Uh, we got to uh, smash that like button. Thank you. We got D Mac and Will Smith, our lookalikes from Mike Saldana. Uh, D Mac, you need Noah to help you. <laughs> yeah, we def smash that like button. I definitely could use a producer. Uh, Roger Kennard, it's Gavin Stoney of Bobby Miller time. Let's hope they're ready for the show. Let's go Dodgers 2023. Roger, the Los Angeles Dodger from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex era. Uh, Tina Guzman, Dodgers Nation, is there a pitcher that the Dodgers can bring up or sign to help the team? Kind of discussed that today, and really it starts with Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, and then it kind of goes from there. Andre Jackson needs to be DFA'd. Nando, my man, Nando. Uh, we got, I always think of Don Orsillo when I read your name, Nando. Bobby Miller going to be pitching a perfect game, but Dave Roberts will take him out. Yeah, maybe he'll probably go nine and, uh, eight and two-thirds, right? And then he'll take the ball from him. Uh, we got... Uh, we got... Uh, problems. We got Y, Dave. We got Gold Knights. Here we go. With uh, When Tatis disrespected Kershaw, he should have been wearing the next pitch right in his right in his ringworm infested back. Paul Gutierrez, starting pitching needs work. Pitchers are not going far into games. Yeah, that definitely has been the overarching narrative of this show. That is the theme, and that is what needs to be done. You need starters to step up in a big way, and hopefully we see that tomorrow from Gavin Stone. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post game show. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all things Dodger baseball, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel and you want to see us post more videos and have more post game shows, smash that like button. And remember, win or lose, nothing brings us together like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. It's time for You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.